0: Hello, beautiful people. I'm Georgia Bridgers and this is On My Mind. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Scooch my chair in a little closer so we can all be nice and personal. Yeah, that seems about right. Hey, what's up? Week two, who would have thought? Here we are, Georgia, On My Mind. You know, what I have to say, guys, I am I'm pretty proud of myself. One thing that my girlfriend Tori and I were notorious for in our other podcast that we started last year was um, consistency, or let's say lack thereof. We would go weeks and sometimes months in between posting our podcast. But here I am, week two, cutting it down to the wire. I record these episodes, well, the last two, this being one of the two. I I record my podcast on Wednesdays, which uh, leaves me to edit them Thursday and then upload scheduled so it'll be up for those who wake up bright and early. Oh, I that's so unprofessional. I really should have muted my phone. Anyway, I record Wednesdays so I can edit Thursdays, have the podcast up for those who are early risers. Me personally, I'm not an early riser at all, but I've been manifesting lately. I have been manifesting that I want to wake up early. You know, this is part of my whole, uh, my little little game of depression that I'm playing with myself is that I love to sleep. I love to sleep so much. If I could sleep 12, 13 hours a day, I would, but that does make me feel like shit, so I don't. (laughs) But anyway, I've been manifesting that I can just get that jolt of energy in the morning that all those early risers get and start my day earlier than 10 a.m. The universe must have been listening and wanted to, you know, they say ask and you shall receive and boy, oh boy, did I receive today. I woke up at seven o'clock in the motherfucking morning. And my ass stayed awake. Not on purpose. This was not on purpose. I guess my soul was woken up at 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, My mind tried to put my soul back to sleep from 7 to 8. I uh, begrudgingly, 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 right? Begrudgingly. I begrudgingly (laughs) decided fuck this shit and, you know, got on my phone at 8 a.m. Which I know is bad for you. I know it's bad to go on your phone last thing at night, first thing in the morning. But you know what? I did it. I can't help it. It helps me wake up in the morning. And my ass was out of bed at 830, which I literally don't think has happened since I was either like working a job or high school. So that's very, very past tense. Very past tense for me. Um, I've been blobbing on for four minutes and I haven't really introduced what's going on. Anyway, hey beautiful people, I'm Georgia Bridgers and welcome back to the second episode of On My Mind, the podcast where I, Georgia, tell you what's on my mind, which includes nothing and everything at the exact same time. God, someone should write a poem about that. Copyright. Copyright for whenever I become a poet. Who knows what I have left in my journey of things to do. Sometimes I feel like Barbie. In the sense that, of course, I'm beautiful. Just kidding. (laughs) Sorry, that's the Leo hopping out today. Sometimes I feel like Barbie in the sense where when I go through one of my depressive episodes, which happens every 48 to 72 business hours, I decide, should I go back to school to become a teacher? Should I become a news anchor? Should I become a poet? Should I become an author? My most recent idea was should I become a stenographer in the court of law? That's right, people. I spent three hours on YouTube looking up what it was like to be a stenographer. For those of you who don't know, stenographers are the people who transcribe everything that happens in a trial on these really fancy little typewriters that are not like a normal keyboard because they have only a certain number of keys and you learn specific ways to make them make words with what seems like gibberish it's a very difficult job uh, but I thought it looked like fun (sighs) oh god oh god oh god anyway yes episode two I have to say thank you guys so 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 much for all your love on episode one I have reached a little over 700 listens. I think that's across all streaming platforms. So I feel super, super, super grateful about that. I, you know, I was kind of worried. I was like, what's gonna happen? Are people actually gonna be interested in this? Or is this gonna be another one of my Barbie moments, we'll say. Barbie moments. I like that. Maybe if this podcast blows up, that can be, like, merch. Barbie moments. <laughs> Would Mattel try and copyright me, though? Ugh. Copyright. What What can you do? Can't do it wrong. This is why I'm not a stand-up comedian. That was another Barbie moment for me. I thought I could get into stand-up comedy, which I just might one day, okay? The options are truly endless. I, w- I was re-listening to the first episode of on my mind this morning just gearing up for recording today's episode you know just just to refresh my mind it it just like it struck me that i was like like i'm doing this i am i'm making this damn podcast okay i'm doing it all i record it myself i edit it myself i found wonderful people that's i actually wanted to give a shout out Some of my closest friends have helped me along the way with this podcast. One of my best friends, Savannah Carrick, she designed the logo for this podcast. She is currently an interior... Yes, I don't know why I had to pause for a second. She's an interior design major. Um, We became best friends in high school and we went to the same college. And my other super amazing, super close friend, Lauren Rice, created the the little audio jingle that is the beginning and end of my episodes. So I have tagged them before on my Instagram. So make sure you guys give them love or if you're ever looking for, you know, some jingles, some jangles, some logos, hit them up, hit them up. Yeah. Funny story. Originally, when I talked with Lauren about the jingle, I wanted it to start with me singing. I wanted to sing on my mind just to be quirky and be like, that's me singing in the beginning of my podcast intro, mainly because I'm a Leo, because I like my singing voice to a certain degree. I wanted to see what it felt like to be a star. Then I remember that every day I wake up and I'm a star. And also I couldn't figure out the right tune and I did not like the way I sounded on the track. So we stuck with the talking. Very classic, very classic moment for everyone in the podcast world. Now that I've talked about nothing for I think we're getting closer to nine minutes now, let's continue talking about nothing. Unsimilar, dissimilar, unlike. Unlike the last podcast, I'm not sitting in my bathroom right now No, I wish I was because it is the quietest place in the apartment. I'm just so certain you all can hear the 10,000 cars and trucks and bicycles and motorcycles and doo-wabs and whatnot driving past me every couple minutes. I live on a major avenue in New York City, so when the light is red, there's a little bit of peace and quiet. But when the light is green to go through on that avenue, Zoom, you hear everything, and I mean everything. It's really opened my eyes in moments when I thought that I was alone talking to myself or singing to myself out on the street when no one was around while I was walking my dog late at night. I guarantee anyone who has ever lived in an apartment building, I would say floors one through four or five They will hear every single thing you have to say. So be careful because there is truly always someone listening. Speaking of someone listening, you beautiful people sent me amazing, amazing, amazing emails. At the end of my podcast last week, I mentioned that I created an email called um, onmymindpod.gb at gmail.com where I just wanted to be able to hear what's on your guys's mind you know this podcast should almost be called on our mind because it ain't all gonna be about me honey as much as I would like it to be all about me we just we can't have that I don't have enough content I will burn myself I will run myself into the ground. Burn out, not burn myself into the ground. Oh God, that's not a visual anyone wants. But I did want to mention something extremely exciting that happened that just made me even more excited for this podcast. Let me have a little sippy of coffee real quick. For those of you who may not know, I am what some might call a murderino and that is Is coined from the wonderful podcast, My Favorite Murder, hosted by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I listen literally every single day how do I tell this story <laughs> without sounding too much like a fangirl? Just in case someone's listening out there who happens to be Georgia Hardstark or Karen Kilgariff. Anyway, um, I'm I'm huge fans. I love true crime. I love the way the two of them share their friendship with us and their storytelling, their amazing story, storytelling skills. Um, so anyway, my lovely girlfriend Tori got me Georgia and Karen's dual memoir book it's called stay sexy and don't get murdered she got that for me for christmas in 2019 and i am what some might call a book hoarder it's a serious disease for me i am constantly buying books and then not reading them they just stare at me on my bedside table or on these like floating bookshelves that tori and i have i finally got around to reading the book in the summer, summer of 2020, because Tori forced me. She said, I got this book for you over six months ago. You motherfucker. Just kidding. She didn't say that. But I said, Tori, will you pick out a book for me to read next? Because I decided to cut myself off and read only the books that I have here until I'm done with all of them. Or if need be, get a new book on my Kindle when I have book club with two of my girlies, Savannah and Sarah. So, Tori picked out Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. I read it. I loved it. I laughed. I cried. I had a shot. I danced. Sorry, that was a Gwyneth Paltrow meme. But I did laugh and cry reading the book. And I decided, hmm, what is one silly little way that I can get Karen and Georgia to notice me? So, I, (laughs) one lovely morning, I was sitting in bed, reading the book, and my sweet puppy, my golden retriever, Summer, was sitting in bed with me. She just so happened to put her tennis ball in my lap. So I decided, okay, this is my golden opportunity. I took the book, I propped it up, and I held the tennis ball so that it looked like she was reading the book. Classic dog reading a book. Oh my god, you guys, it's a peak comedy. It just really doesn't get better than that. So I was like, all right, time to send this to some of the greatest comedians of our lifetime. And I tweeted it to Karen in Georgia. And I said, just some light Sunday reading or something like that. Lo and behold, Karen responded. And she said, that's our chapter on bones. Oh, my God. Classic. I wish I had come up with it, but I didn't. I did what most fangirls do. I screamed. I laughed, I cried, I did a shot, I danced. And then of course I showed my girlfriend, while well, continuously screaming, lying, crafting. Crafting? I should really stop trying to make jokes. So Karen responded, and a couple days later, out of nowhere, Georgia followed me back on Twitter, and I was like, Oh my god, this is the big leagues, man, and this is the big leagues. This this is what is gonna set me apart from the crowd. <laughs> so Georgia and I were mutuals on Twitter. Um, I'd been following Georgia on Instagram for a while too. I was just vibing out, enjoying life. One day I was on Instagram and I had noticed that, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but people's Instagram stories, when they follow you back or if you visit their page a lot, their stories will pop up first on your feed at the top. So one day I was noticing that Georgia Hardstark's stories were getting closer and closer to like the front of my feed. I was like, hmm, what's up with that? I was like, wait, is there any, any, any chance that Georgia Hardstark followed me on Instagram? Maybe just like a whistle in the wind, something changed. Let's see. So I gathered all the courage I had. <laughs> I went to Georgia's page, I clicked on following, and what the fuck? My name right there at the top of her following list. Georgia followed me back on Instagram and once again, I laughed, I cried, I sang, I danced, and I took a shot. This is making me sound like I have a bit of a drinking problem, I promise I don't. I was like, holy, holy fucking shit. Number one, why? Little old me, how could I enter the mind of someone as amazing as Georgia Hardstark? And, you know, I think it's the Georgia connection we have. There aren't a lot of Georgias out there. And when you meet one and you find one, you don't let each other go. It's part of the the code. There's a song, Georgia On My Mind. We're just always thinking about each other. Anyway, God, this is a long-ass fucking story. Good thing this is a podcast. I posted last week that, hi, hello, guess what? I'm making a podcast and it's called On My Mind. And then as I was sitting there in my office late that Thursday evening, all of a sudden dark storm clouds came above me and immediately they parted, shining a singular angel light down on my phone when I got the notification that Georgia Hardstark commented on my post. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm going to sound like the biggest silly fangirl. But I don't care, okay? I have to get this out. I'm very excited about it. Georgia commented, um, oh man, I wish I had come up with, what did she say? Don't worry, I've got it screenshotted. (laughs) Don't worry, it's only my phone background now. She commented, um, oh man, I'm bummed I didn't think of this name myself. Girls, gays, and theys, we have gotten the approval of head murderino Georgia Hardstark. So this podcast can really go nowhere but up in my damn opinion, all right? Lovely, lovely. I'm so glad I got to share all that with you all. Let's get into the thick of it. Last week, I read from my depression diary. This week, I think I cried. I think I had two big mental breakdowns. I had two big mental breakdowns this week. One of the sorts where it was just one of those days where I was sad And I didn't know why, and it was making me so unbelievably frustrated. Um, and sometimes I forget that we don't always have to have a reason to be sad. You know, I was in therapy a little bit ago. Unfortunately, I did have to stop therapy because that shit is expensive. And also I was feeling better at the time. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just take a little break from therapy for a little bit. But I was in therapy talking with my therapist. And I was like, it really frustrates me that sometimes I'm sad and I don't understand why. And I'm constantly racking my brain like, why, why, why am I sad? Constantly looking for a reason. Um, I'm a problem solver, so I love to find a reason and then find a solution. It's part of the reason why I love leading groups of people because I feel like I I know what to do to um, calm people down and figure out a, a good course of action for how to continue on in whatever problems we're facing together. And my therapist said, you know, Georgia, um, sometimes our brains are just chemically imbalanced. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. That's kind of the whole purpose of <laughs> depression, the whole reason. Sorry, very large truck driving by. Um, sometimes our brains are just chemically imbalanced and there's nothing we can do about that in the moment. You know, of course, um, you can take antidepressants and things like that. I personally am not on antidepressants, but I like forgot. I'm like, I don't have to have a reason and I don't have to keep kicking myself while I'm down searching for a reason. Because what I do when I search for a reason is I find one million other things To be upset about. And then that's what follows me. I have been living in the past so much lately, and it's killing me. It's also kind of part of the reason why I got up at seven o'clock this morning because from seven to eight, I just replayed past things from grade school, grade school, where I did things that I was embarrassed about. And then that moved on towards high school, and then of course that moved on towards college. Um, I've been getting better about catching myself in the act. Sometimes I feel like I can just completely zone out for minutes and minutes at a time as opposed to brief seconds of, of of a memory. And then I get embarrassed because I'm like, why am I thinking about this stuff? And then I go down the hole of, it wasn't even that bad. Why is it still affecting me so much? And then I remember everyone's traumas are valid no matter what. Something little can affect someone so much more deeply than something else and you shouldn't be comparing your trauma to other traumas. Like I'm sitting here saying that I shouldn't feel bad because both of my parents are still alive or things like that. That's just invalidating my own feelings and if you keep comparing your traumas to someone's Worst trauma will never continue to grow and we'll never love ourselves because we're constantly telling ourselves that we're not worthy of feelings. I'll tell you guys my trauma, okay? I'll give you a little hint. My biggest trauma is from when I was president. It just hits you out of nowhere sometimes. Um When I was president of my sorority, don't get me wrong, I love my sorority. I love my sorority sisters. I literally have made friends with people that like are going to be in my wedding party one day because I met them through my sorority. but um, I went through a lot. I went through a lot while I was president and while I don't always want to share like the deep most, personal moments that happened, but um, I lost friends, people who were my closest friends, who I shared my whole heart with. And sometimes that still affects me to this day. I think of the times when I made mistakes and people were mad at me and I stopped believing that I was a good leader I stopped believing that I was good at anything and I get embarrassed talking about it because I'm like, well, what if those girls are listening to this podcast? They're going to think I'm so dramatic. And once again, that's just me invalidating my own feelings, which is such a conundrum in the sense because I know that I'm feeling them. I feel it deep in my heart. And in my soul, it's, it's, a, it's a visceral reaction. As you guys noticed, as soon as I said, president of my sorority, I like burst into tears. Yes, I am expected to get my period today. But that, you know, that might not always have something to do with what's going on. But it was just such a hard, hard, hard time in my life. And I shut down. And it took me, like, all of 2019 to kind of wake back up. And then 2020, I was, like, reawoken into myself. And it was sad. But you want to know why? It was because I stopped shutting down. It is a trauma response, you know, to shut down. When you feel these deeply uncomfortable feelings... And you've got that lump in your throat starting to form. You want to just forget and move forward. But, at least for me personally, when I say forget and move forward, I know I'm not forgetting and moving forward. I'm pretending like I'm forgetting and stepping backwards. I i um, am, am currently reading this new book called The Greatest Secret. By Rhonda Byrne. I mentioned her book The Secret in the last podcast and she has something called The Welcoming Technique and this has been helping me immensely. It's very difficult. It's kind of difficult to start. I think you can kind of get the hang of it after a while. Basically the technique is that when you start to feel those feelings of uncomfortableness or sadness, embarrassment, um, worry, welcome the feeling. And tell yourself, like, okay, I'm feeling this right now and it's okay to feel this. I am not this feeling. I am this great being who is allowed to feel this feeling and truly move forward. I felt like I was keeping myself locked in a box. What I realized was, sorry, another large truck passing by. Let's see what, oh, it's a fire truck. Shout out. I thought I was protecting myself, but it was more of me like a Russian doll. You know, you've got the outer layer and then more and more dolls all the way down on the inside. And I was that tiny one on the inside enveloped in trauma, sadness, regret, worry, embarrassment, failure. And every time I would stop and try and push those emotions away boom, another layer is added to the doll. And I didn't even know I was doing it. So I have started to allow myself to feel and it is so uncomfortable, (sighs) but it helps me work through it. It really does. And then after a while, it kind of starts to settle and you can get through it and you can see the bigger picture and you can catch yourself when you start to go backwards into these sad memories. You can remember that these things happened for a reason. Sometimes that's shitty to say, because I'm like, why did I get mentally abused by people who I thought were my friends? Like, what's the reason in that? Well, now I know it was to make me stronger, to make me believe in myself and be the one to believe in myself and to find my true friends. And the people who I know that love and care for me no matter what. No matter what. Huh. So I, I suggest you all try the same thing. Moving away from my sad little story, I wanted to read. Um, maybe I'll try and read one or two emails uh, that some of y'all... Y'all? What the fuck? Are we in the South now? I don't know. Um, I wanted to read some of the emails that you beautiful people sent me because you sent me some of the most beautifully worder, worded, kind and just just wonderful, wonderful emails. <laughs> I try I try to sound so like cool and poetic when I talk, but then sometimes I'm like Georgia. I think we're just gonna use the adjectives um, like cool and wonderful today. Anyway, I've got a couple emails that I wanted to read to you all. This is from Lauren. Hey Georgia, I've been a fan for years now. I actually stumbled upon your YouTube account when I, was struggling to, to, blah, 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 when I was struggling with coming to terms that I was gay. Religious trauma, am I right? Oh girl, I know what you mean. But I just wanted to say I love On My Mind so much already. It's very refreshing to hear someone else struggle finding a sense of purpose and just overall confusion and sadness. Thank you, Lauren. I think for me, sorry, back to the email. I think for me, the pandemic has really amplified the thoughts of what am I doing and why am I here? It's honestly great to not feel alone. These past few months have been hard on me mental health wise, but also I am dealing with a breakup. It was my first serious lesbian relationship and although it ended on very good terms and we're actually still best friends, it's hard to accept that something so good just didn't work out. And it's hard to imagine not being their person after being that for a year and a half. So I guess the advice I'm seeking is how do you make yourself feel better? And what do you do to deal with heartache? And how do you fall in love with yourself? Self-love is so important and it's something I strive to accomplish. Please don't stop doing you and being true to your fans. XXL Lauren, also in a Leo true fashion. Lauren, thank you so much for your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beautiful email Lauren first of all I want to say I'm so sorry that you're going through your first heartbreak been there done that even though my girlfriend was my first relationship um I'd been with other people in the past talking never quite official in the girlfriend department but you can have those feelings of true heartbreak and loss of love I think in many different ways in your life so how do you make yourself feel better don't push down those emotions that you're feeling feel those feelings and get them out because they're valid oh my god why are people always yelling on this damn street i just know you guys all heard that (laughs) surround yourself with the people that you know and love and the people that love you and surround yourself with the things that you love for me that is reading and lego and netflix and murder documentaries of all types I, th- I think it actually would be really helpful what I do in times where I'm feeling sad and I just need something very quickly to make me feel better is that I start listing everything that I love and that is from coffee to going shopping to the people in my life that I love or going out to brunch with friends even though I haven't done that in so fucking long um but just writing out a list like that, it can take you out of a negative headspace and remind you of all the things that you love and then give you ideas of things that you can do. What do you do to deal with heartache and how do you fall in love with yourself? These are really great, great, great questions. I've had heartache so bad that I had to go to therapy. I highly suggest therapy if there are moments like that. But I've also had... Mo- oh, my God, my dog. I've also had moments of heartache where I know that I just have to get through things myself. Sometimes that involves distance. You know, sometimes you just need to take a step away from the person or situation that is causing you heartache. Again, finding those ways to express yourself again in the things that you love to do, which will in turn help you on your self-love journey. I actually have literally looked at myself in the mirror until I have convinced myself that I'm standing in front of myself and spoken affirmations to me. Sometimes it's in a way of physical me talking to the mirror, being like, you, damn, my camera just died. I'm still gonna figure out this whole world of how to post a YouTube video and Patreon, I don't know. But yes, I've I've had moments where Physical me is looking at mirror me and saying, like, I love you, like you are worthy of love. Or I've even had moments where I need mirror me to talk to physical me and say, I love you and you are worthy of love. Again, yes, self-love is so important and um, I'm proud of you that that is something that you strive to accomplish. That's something that I try to do for myself every day. You can even write yourself little sticky notes. Uh in my mom's house, uh I have one of those mirrors that's like on the wall but it pulls open like a medicine cabinet and on the inside it's another mirror and I wrote in Expo marker. Oh god, what did I write? Something along the lines of like I think you're beautiful and oh, I think I wrote that like 7 years ago and it's still there to this day. Just little reminders like that. Um, It can be a marker on a mirror. It can be a sticky note. You can even buy really cute little affirmations or something like that on Etsy. Or you can make your own. But just know that like you have the power. And loving yourself is what is most important at the end of the day. And your own happiness. You can't always just get love from other people you see I don't I don't like the saying you can't fall in love until you love yourself because I don't think that's true and I think that that pushes the notion that people who are going through mental health um, or self-deprecating moments of their life don't deserve love which is not true at all and I even started dating my girlfriend while I was president and while I didn't love myself And I was still able to find that love for Tori, and Tori still loved me, even in a moment when I didn't love myself. But Tori isn't the one who made me love myself at the end of the day. I I had to do the work. I had to stop saying mean things about myself every fucking day. It got me nowhere. It got me crying on the bathroom floor, drowning in what felt like a pit of my own fucking tears, and I was really ready to come up for that breath. And I'm so 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 glad that I did. And you know, there are there are moments where I feel like I'm I'm getting back down into that dark dark place, but then I take a moment and I'm like, Georgia, your body, and you has never been unkind to you so stop being so fucking mean to it you hate when people are mean to others for no reason yet here you are literally bullying yourself and you don't deserve that so I flipped the switch and sometimes that switch flips back but I know that I have the power to flip it again so thank you Lauren for that email All right, I've got another email. This will be the last one. This is from Carolina. Hey, Georgia. I hope you're feeling well today. My name is Carolina, and I'm a Portuguese 22-year-old living in Amsterdam. I just finished listening to your podcast, and I wanted to let you know it meant a lot to me. Having recently moved countries and being in the process of looking for a job, I know how much the application processes can be demoralizing and affect our sense of self-worth. When you describe how you broke into tears after your last interview because you felt like you made a fool of yourself, I could honestly not have related more. The exact same thing happened to me just last week. I've also been feeling really lost and trying to figure out everything at once. I feel as if all our lives, we, sorry, I need to stop, every single fucking day around this time. Oh, 426, hey, what up, angel number 26, oh shit, and my computer's at 26%. Oh shit, oh shit. Um, every single day around this time, fucking motorcycle alarm goes off every damn day and now that the weather is getting warmer around this time you know what else comes an ice cream truck and they get stuck at the red light and they play their damn da, i swear to god sometimes it makes me want to do nothing because i'm scared of confrontation anyway <sighs> where was i oh When you described how you broke into tears after your last interview because you felt like you made a fool of yourself, I could honestly not have related more. The exact same thing happened to me just last week. I've also been feeling really lost and trying to figure everything out at once. I feel as if all our lives we are given certain guidelines of what is expected of us at different stages and then suddenly stops once we reach our early 20s. The anxiety of not knowing where our lives will take us next can definitely be very overwhelming at times, as we worry if we're doing, quote, the right thing. Hearing you speak about your own experiences is a great reminder that we are never alone in what we're going through. We're all on the path towards the lives we want, no matter how rocky it may be at times, and all of us are ultimately going to be okay. I know how hard things can get, but I hope you'll keep making content and being your authentic self. Sorry, this is just such a nice email. As your presence has been a great source of joy in my life and many other people's, I'm sure. Whoo! wow. Crying twice. Well, it is the second episode. That means I'm going to have to cry three times on the third episode. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm definitely getting my period soon. <laughs> okay, I'm almost done with this email. I'm getting there. Whoo! Since you mentioned you love giving advice, I have one question I'd like to ask. How do you take the initiative to start something despite not knowing how it will turn out? I find myself not starting certain things because it's so hard to believe they'll go well. And I stop myself from even trying so that I don't have to deal with the, quote, failure that could come of it. I know this is a really unproductive way of thinking, but I can't seem to stop myself. haha. How do you find the trust in your own abilities and keep pushing through? I hope you, Tori, and Summer are well, sending you lots of love and all the best wish- wishes, Carolina. But now that I've heard that you're Portuguese, I'm guessing it might be Carolina. So I'm going to say Carolina. Carolina, thank you so much for that beautiful email that made me cry, even though I have read this many times before. when I was trying to figure out what emails I was going to read <laughs> for this podcast. Um, Thank you. That was really kind. You know what? I really get what you're saying. And I really like how you said, we're all on the path towards the lives we want, no matter how rocky it may be at times. And all of us are ultimately going to be okay. And that reminds me of this one saying, it may be the same storm, but we're all on different ships. And that's just kind of validating that everyone goes through their own different low points, but we're still sailing. We're still sailing to those sunny blue skies and maybe we'll pass by an island on the way. No Lord of the Flies. No Lord of the Flies shit happening over here. That just reminded me of that. Anyway, to answer your question, how do you take the initiative to start something despite not knowing how it will turn out? Story of my life, especially with, well, starting this podcast. I started this podcast because I was feeling like a failure. My social media numbers have been down two years ago I was getting hundreds of thousands of likes and follows and views and stupid shit like that that doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things but it was validating me as a human and I started to consider myself a number so when those numbers started going away I felt like a failure and I didn't want to start anything I didn't want to make YouTube videos because I was like this is just gonna be a flop and I'm gonna put in all this work for nothing Um, I didn't want to record a podcast. I didn't want to take an Instagram selfie. I didn't want to do anything because I was fucking scared. But I stopped letting my ego win because I know this is not the Georgia Lynn Bridgers that walks the streets of New York City with her head held fucking high. I know that's not me. That's a scared little ego in my head that tries to tell me that I'm not good enough. Sometimes it doesn't always go away that quickly. For example, did you guys know that when I was recording my podcast last week, the first episode, I paused the recording, but of course I edited this out in post-production, but I paused it because I was like, this is stupid. I sound stupid. No one's going to listen to this. No one's going to like this. What did I find out? People loved it. And it's helping people. Like, for example, this email that you've sent me. That's what keeps me going. I can hear those voices in my head telling me to stop because I'm scared of the unknown. But as long as I physically don't stop, that's what matters. You know, my mom, my parents in general, have just instilled in me, especially since I'm wanting to do this not-so-stereotypical way of Living life. Don't give up on your dreams and don't give up on your happiness. So, no matter how dark my hours get, I have promised myself again and again and again I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna stop. Not gonna stop till I get my shot. That's who I am. That is my plan. I had to throw in a little high school musical for y'all there, but no, I'm. I'm not gonna quit because i know that i will live my whole life what if what if what if what if and i'm too excited for all these great things that i could accomplish to quit even though it's hard now i believe in myself too much to quit even when i don't believe in myself i believe in myself so the trick to keep pushing through is to literally keep pushing through no matter how many times your mind tells you to stop it's hard but it, it's worth it. Hmm. What was I gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say. Let me pull it up real quick. It might take me a little second. I've got this post-it note. Damn it, where is it? I could have sworn she DM'd it to me. Hold up. Okay, I'm back. I had to um go run into my office real quick to find the post-it note. But this wonderful human named Hannah Weiser, who is the co-founder of an amazing app called Womaze. It's a mental health, spirituality, the kind of app that you need to make you feel better about yourself. Um, Hannah reached out to me with Womaze last year and she interviewed me on Womaze's Instagram Live and she and I have become like Instagram friends ever since. Um, I don't remember when she told me this, but I definitely remember it was from her. She said, Reminder, someone out there needs the content that I'm creating. And that's what I remember at the end of the day. Even when my mind is trying to tell me, This is stupid. No one's gonna watch this. Someone out there needs the content that I'm creating. And that goes for everyone in every work of line, every, yup, every work of line, every line of work out there. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to the second episode ever of On My Mind. And thank you so much for all your love and support. You guys can follow me. You can follow me at Georgia Bridgers or you can follow my podcast on Instagram. It's On My Mind Pod. I would love to hear what's on your mind. So you can email me at onmymindpod.gb at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you all. Don't listen to that mean voice in your head. And I will, I was going to say I'll see you all next week, but this is a podcast. So nonetheless, you can't see me and I can't see you. I'll catch you all next week with another episode of On My Mind. Okay, bye. Mwah.